We at the Other Side of Hell podcast are not therapists, doctors, or counselors. We're just two guys who have been through hell and come out the other side. Please be aware, we may talk about drinking and drugging in detail. Anyone struggling with addiction may find this triggering. Our goal is to share our stories, explore our struggles, and connect with others through our experience. Remember, we are not alone. There is hope, and together we can get better. I'm Willie. And I'm Kim. And look who we have here today. What? All the way from Canada, a very special guest host. I'm Katie Lockhart. <laughs> Katie Lockhart. <laughs> In the house. <laughs> Boom, she's nailing it, coming yeah. out swinging. Right yeah. off the rip. It's great to have you here, Katie. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. thank what, you for what, having me. What, uh, what can we tell the world about Katie? What do we, we know got, about well, Katie? Well, we, we got Katie's story two months ago. It's been a sec. Maybe a little, and, and we'll share it. And, and the reason that we got Katie's story is, is she's a trauma survivor, and she has an amazing way about sharing her path from victim to victor from from just surviving to thriving that whole amazingness about her and and we got her story we're actually going to plan on having her here via zoom and the way that universe works she ended up in utah right at the right time we waited we waited just long enough (laughs) to make it weird (laughs) she's she's probably like when are you guys going to use that story and we were just waiting for her to get to utah so that we could have her in studio and so katie's here to share um all of her wisdom and experience with the change that that comes from fucking grabbing your own power and becoming the highest version of yourself and so that's why we have her here yeah and she she's inspired an amazing topic that we pulled from her story because one of the the biggest things about your story and sort of what you do now um is your uh, this this idea that nobody's coming to save you right and so you've got to be your own hero. So um, when when we say that, Katie, like, what do you what do you think about when we say like be your own hero? So when you you really got to be your own hero because life is going to hand you adversity. Life is going to hand you tough situations, and we all have this sad story. We all have a story of some type of adversity. And so when it was going on with me, I didn't really have a strong support system. And when I was reaching for that or wanted that support community is that everyone has their own stuff that they're going through as well. And that nobody is coming to save you, that you got to like really sit down with yourself and see where this is coming from, why you ended up in that position for one, and also what were you seeking outside of yourself? So like, become aware of your weak parts and go back and do the internal work. Do what's difficult because nobody's coming to save you. You got to at least show people that you are willing to help yourself first. Mm -hmm. And to go back and to gain those tools, the wisdom, the, the reasons why you ended up in that position, to be able to build yourself back up, create that trust back within yourself and better decision making skills. So when we say like when we say that uh, you know figure out like why you ended up in that position like what position are we talking about? I'm talking about like um, mainly uh, I found myself in a lot of domestic abuse relationships. Um, that's all I've ever, I've really kind of known, um, and so it really came back to how um, I thought about myself. 
I didn't trust myself. I didn't value myself. I didn't respect myself. And these situations will come up. So it's like in order to become assertive with yourself and what you're worth and doing the internal work to really gain the understanding from that. One thing one thing that uh, that I think in that same vein, like whether we're talking about like um, surviving domestic abuse mm-hmm. or in our case, you know, like um, being alcoholics or, or being drug addicts, I feel like it's the same thing. Like we've got to take a look at why we sort of went down that path the mm-hmm. way that we did, right? Um, and really, one of the things that Willie talks about, and I'll let you talk about it because it's, okay. it's more your story. I like talking. But he talks about, you know, really like getting to know yourself well. That's my mission. And so like in the same vein and, and spirit of what you're talking about, um, it sounds like in order to overcome or, or uh, you know, um, overcome that diversity, I guess, it really is, you know, this mission to know yourself well in order to yeah to grow right yeah well it, and it and it's strange how right at the very end of all of our suffering we find ourselves alone anyway and it doesn't it doesn't really matter how many people are around us because you know as well as I do that and Katie's story was a little different like she she literally had nobody um but where where we were at is that we had people around us that wanted the the best for us, but we couldn't see that at all, right? Because we were so wrapped up in the disease of of, of like lack of self worth, right? Like I, I don't deserve love anyway. And so people could be all around us going, you need help, we're here to help, we wanna help. And we couldn't hear that stuff. And so the journey of self self discovery, it always starts alone anyway. Right. And then and then we become willing to go, OK, nobody's coming to save us because nobody can come to save us. We have to make a decision to save ourselves. And then it seems like the, the proper like path is revealed to us, to the to the right people who have the right message, the right teachings, the right um, energy at the right time for us to go, OK, I'm able to change this one little thing a little bit. And then we start taking credit for ourselves. Right. Like that's how. That's how we become our own hero, I think, is that we go from a state of like just complete lack to one small win. And we recognize that for the first time. It's not that it's not that we don't have wins throughout our life. Right. Because we started walking as children, you know, before before we a lot of us could even talk. Like I think walking comes before talking. And that was a little win. But it doesn't attach to our uh, like our self-esteem the way that these failures do later on in life and these these you know these like hits from the people around us and the world around us and the disappointments that come along with all that stuff and then we internalize those things and we become our failures and then at some point like i said we make this decision there's a calling from within us that says something has to give this is not this is not what i'm on this planet for is to feel this way and we make that decision despite whether we really are alone like Katie was or whether we think we're alone like you and I were. Uh, we make that decision and then all of a sudden things around us start to change. And because we made that decision, that steps us towards the, I don't know, the, the next decision that we need to make and the next conversation we need to have and the next action we need to take. And, and those things all just build on top of each other. And so... 
when we get to a point where, like you were saying, I realize I have no fucking idea who I am. <laughs> I just know that I'm not this. Yeah. Right. Um, we start getting these little clues from the universe and from the people around us and, and from our internal self that says, okay, let's figure out who we are and, and do everything that we can to be that person. So, uh, I don't know about you, but I know that the end is coming one day. This will all be gone. And that's always been very prominent in my psyche. Like I'm going to die and I do not want to die with my music still in me. I just don't. Right? I don't want to die with my potential un, unused. I don't want to die and look back like as I'm dying and be like, fuck, I missed my chance. Yeah. That's like the greatest pain, too, is like all these things can happen to you. And I love how you brought up of like in that moment, you can even accept the support that you did have. And like, that's so true. And we oftentimes when we're going through some crap in life that we're in the dark that we're also not able to show up for the people that are willing to support us and we don't know how to properly communicate that so it's it really is up to you mm -hmm. to build yourself back up because if not that's just enabling in a sense of like okay it's like at the end of the day you can have all the support that you want but it's you got to create your own power mm -hmm. nobody's going to give it to you and so it really is about finding yourself and becoming your own hero. Yeah, well, and I think, too, that um, in line with what you just said, it's, it's in a lot of instances, in, in, my, in my case, it was important for me to surrender to the help that was being offered, right? Like, I had people around me that were um, offering to help me that knew more or less, like, what I was dealing with, but I wasn't prepared to to let them help me because I was just so convinced that, you know, I could do this without their assistance. Mm -hmm. And I really had to surrender, um, which again is still an action that I'm taking, right? Like I have to take that action, right? And so it's still being my own hero. Like I don't want to confuse people um, to say that like you have the capability to do everything yourself because that may not be the case. But you, you do have the capability to decide what action needs to be taken and take the appropriate action. So um, in my case, it was letting somebody else make the phone call for me, you know, to the treatment center and, and drive me to the treatment center and get me into a treatment program so that I could, you know, begin this process of self-discovery and, and, uh, and moving through, you know, an alcohol-free life. Um, and so... You know, like it can look like a lot of different things to a lot of people. In yeah. your case, you know, you were fairly alone. Um, and, and so it really did have to be, you know, Katie's here to help Katie, you know. Yeah, but then there came a shift where there was support. Mm -hmm. And so it became uncomfortable for me to realize that there is support out there. There is people that want to see you do well. And that was my uncomfortable because I've walked such a life doing this practically alone and building myself back alone that being able to surrender like you said take the ego out of it mm -hmm. and allow people to be there for you because at the end of the day community is so powerful having people around you is so powerful because you'll start to realize that they're no different than you are and that we're all on this journey together mm -hmm. and if we do want to show up as our best selves 
and not take this life for granted, we do need each other. And, like, to come together and be like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with this. Like, do you, do you know anything about this? Be like, oh, yes, I've been through that here and laid out. It's like, this is what I did. This is what, like, helped me. Because when um, mentioned in the story of the abuse mm-hmm. that I was like, hopefully one day I'll be able to help somebody with the same pain but in order to do that you have to do the internal work you have to build yourself up so you can live that life of going all in if you avoid that internal work then you're just going to mosey all through life with this huge weight yeah. still struggling with yeah that's great and one thing I heard you say before we before we started rolling is that you have to like turn and face the storm right and I think that that's, that's such a great way to put it because um, you, you talked about suffering before, right? And it's like, I've always, I've had this friend who's, who's, uh, whose dad is, um, he's a, a foreigner. And so sometimes they come at you with some wisdom, like a little bit different wisdom, right? Um, and he says, you're, you're born with a certain amount of suffering. Like every, every human on earth is born with a certain amount of suffering. And it's up to you whether you spread that suffering throughout your entire life or whether you do that suffering all at once. So when you're talking about like facing the storm, I think about that because like you're really you're just getting all the suffering that you're going to suffer anyways. You're getting it all out of the way. You're letting yourself feel those feelings. You're letting yourself have that pain. And and it's through that feeling that you're able to hopefully learn about yourself and maybe um, gain the courage to take the next appropriate action. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's not something that we talk a lot about, the, the um, self-inflicted suffering, the self-inflicted adversity, and why that's so important. I know it's something that, that we all use on our um, own daily practice, but you know, to that point, um, life is going to come at us in all sorts of different ways. And if, if we do the hard things, that um we don't want to do like getting honest um becoming truthful about what we want who we are what we've done where we're going the thought patterns we've had what have what has been done to us if we get honest with with those things with ourselves and then for some reason i don't know why but for some reason sharing that with another person getting it outside of myself and finding whether that's um, well-received or not well-received, it doesn't really matter, you know, because I've told people stuff that, uh, really threw them off and it, you know, I, I may or may not have had any right to tell them, you know, those, those parts of my life or those actions in my life. And then I've told people stuff that was really well-received where they were like, oh yeah, I've been in that place before too. It takes some of the power out of it, but at the same time, I'm able to, um, get up in the morning, do something hard. And then when those, those adversities come at me, like when my mom fell, right? Like, like that was a serious issue for my family because we didn't know if she was going to die or not, but because I had done enough self-inflicted adversity, you know, that, 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 um, orchestrated stress that they talk about in sore, you know, that Frank was telling us about that, that purposeful, and meaningful hard shit when life on life's term comes at us we're able to step back and see it for what it is and not take it as 
this is happening to me. This is mm-hmm. this is something that you know, or, or blaming God for like, oh, look what God did. <laughs> right. look what, you know, uh, or whatever. We see it for exactly what it is, a circumstance of life. And when we look at all the things that we've gone through, we look at the things that people have done to us and how we've turned that around. We look at the things that we've done and turned that around. We look at the things that we've gone through and been able to live through it or make it through it or build in our own lives. You know, we see that that thing that happens in life is not unique to us. Mm. It's not something that only happens to us. It's something that most people go through family situations, death, uh, some type of abuse. We've all been either bullied or pushed around or lied to or cheated on um, at different levels and different, you know, there's like different my I don't get to decide what my trauma is you don't get to decide what your trauma is but we've all been through these things and when we we put that orchestrated stress that self-inflicted adversity like I keep saying we're able to handle life on life's terms in a more manageable way we don't burn our fucking lives to the ground because life is happening right Yeah, and what I really like about that is that um, when these adversities do come is to, like, actually acknowledge them and deal with them. If not, they're going to follow you around for 10, 15, 20 years until you actually do die and realize that you, like, you just spent your whole life, this one life, this one life holding on to this one adversity. Like, really dissect it. And if you don't have anyone, get it out anyway on paper right write it out get it outside of yourself and then look at it so you're not taking it so personally and then harden yourself because a loved one will pass away mm-hmm. let's not be right. fluffy about this yeah. S- somebody that is close to you is going to say something hurtful or not treat you the way that you really want to be treated and so it's like harden yourself with these things and so when you do face a job loss good good (laughs) oh it's gonna be the biggest blessing thank you and to develop that mindset will actually change your life and i've been faced with so much adversity that i've developed that mindset where it's like it throws me off when i don't think that i'm good when i face something like that's what screws me up now is because time after time repeat after repeat something happens go good (laughs) i just showed up it's like because that's life's way of like being like hey there's a lesson in this you can become so much stronger with this pain point that i'm presenting you this is strength you just a lot of people want strength a lot of people want courage they're not willing to take the hard hits in order to really really feel that yeah there's a lot of people walking around with fake courage fake confidence fake whatever mask you're trying to put on because you haven't done the internal work yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so what are we talking about like when we talk about like doing the work the internal Mm -hmm. work like let's i mean let's let's Mm -hmm. we've we've identified like maybe how it feels to be in that position to where you know you recognize that that you need help or that you've got to do something or that there a change is required like um, what, so then, so then what, like what, what, I mean, in your case, what was it that you, that you did first? <laughs> what I did first now that's, it, it's been a process, but like doing the internal work for me means that it's not outside of myself. So a lot of times something happens and we're like, oh my gosh, something's like going off. My life's going down this direction and you're trying to change it outside of yourself, whether it's changing 
your hair, your clothes, mm, your right. job, your relationship, your friends, something outside of yourself. Maybe it's this mentor and I got to change this mentor or like whatever it is. It's like, no, 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 no. Sit with it. Go internal. What's your internal dialogue? Mm. And and you'll probably find that that was placed there not because you are that but because somebody has ingrained that into your belief system so it's your job it's your responsibility to take accountability for what's going on internally and that's really dissecting some ugly dark dark things about yourself because the thoughts of you're not good enough that you're not worthy that life is happening to you that um people don't see you or val- uh, like value you is like to go internal write it out and be like there's some dark things because probably i've passed on that pain to somebody else without realizing it with not my intention but we have all hurt people as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to not blame somebody else because they've caused pain onto you it's your responsibility to ca- take accountability so you don't continue passing on that same pain because Yes, some really bad things have happened, but I don't want to continue passing on that pain because that cycle will continue to happen. Mm -hmm. So I have to sit, heal, be able to like gain some knowledge, some wisdom, and then do better for next time. Because because some if somebody uh, like somebody has taken advantage of me, I don't want to return that to somebody else. I don't. uh, I and that can show up of using somebody because of where they're at or trying to gain validation and it's on such a subconscious level right yeah yeah so you said you said you said something that um that i love thinking about and for those who don't know what what this means what what do you mean by internal dialogue like what is that your thoughts of like um and I'll use an example and that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to because you see it all the time of people doing positive actions, but their thoughts are not in alignment with that. They're going to the gym and telling themselves that they're not worthy, that they're not beautiful and they got to work and they got to work and it creates this shame and guilt and there's confusion and frustration with that because they're like, well, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the work physically the actions are there but your internal dialogue is are you telling yourself that you're not worthy that you get to punish yourself in order to become worthy or are you telling yourself no this is where i'm at and i know where i'm going and i know this action step is going to get me so much closer and start telling yourself that the truth of who you truly are which is your human being on this earth we're all on this journey we're all trying to become better and you are not a bad person because you've made one mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that internal, for those who don't know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know what internal dialogue is, man. Mine's always up and down. Yeah, mine too. Oh, it's so up and down, but it's more manageable today. You know, after, after years and years of going, whoa, that's not true, you know. I, I am worthy of this. I the work is paying off. Uh, I am not my past. That person that I used to be is gone. There was reasons for that behavior that I don't do anymore. You know the, that kind of internal talk, that discussion that I have with myself. With I mean, it's not it's not the negotiation that I'm talking about. It's it's throughout my day, whenever this imposter syndrome will pop up, this idea that. 
I'm not really this guy, right? I'm not really the father that my children think I am. I'm not really the business owner my customers see me as. I'm not really the savage in the gym that so many people are like, fuck, you know? And I, I go through and I hear this voice of, whoa, somebody's going to find out the truth one of these days, dude. And then what are you going to do? And I shut that shit down. Yeah. Now I am this. Yeah. And let's talk about that a little bit further because like a lot of people don't have that discipline because they're giving in to what's easy every single moment, every single day. And your emotions are so much stronger than your rational mm-hmm. type of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't discipline yourself, discipline is not a, a punishment. It's actually a necessity to take the chaos out of your life. And oftentimes we do relate it to discipline because that's how it's been used from where we've grown up. Right. But it's our responsibility to start to switch that because like I know when I wake up early, I show myself that I love myself with my actions of working out, doing the difficult thing that is responsible of of going to work, doing the job, doing the work that I don't want to do in order to create my purpose because it requires that work and a lot of people are allergic to that. (laughs) And so it's like, love yourself enough to show you that. So when those thoughts do come in, you can be like, I'm disciplined to even conquer the most difficult thing that most people struggle with, which is our emotions and keeping that in check. Mm Okay, so let me just uh, let me just say this then, and this is a question for both of you, um, Katie. I actually want to hear more from you just because <laughs> I hear Willie talk all the time. But let's uh, let's just say that I'm somebody who is listening to this, and I've been struggling with that inner voice for for just a minute. Like when you first kind of like in your journey, um, did you? Has, has your inner voice always been this positive? And if not, like, what did you, what were some of the first things that you did to sort of change the way that you were able to look at yourself so that you could recognize that, you know, I love me. I love me enough to do these things. I love me enough to get up early. I love me enough to exercise even though I don't want to. Like, what what was your journey to that? And I, and I ask because this is something that I struggle with, right? Like. I can have a good week of like going to the gym and, and, and saying it's because I, you know, like I, I know that this is what I should do. Like, it's good for me. It's, you know, I want to be healthy. Um, I want to lose some weight. I want to, you know, I can tell myself all these things. And then the very next week, you know, I'm not going at all. And, and usually the opposite kind of dialogue will come in, you know, where it's like, Oh man, I'm lazy. I'm a piece of shit. Like I can't even get up and go to the gym. Like, you know, what's wrong with me? So like what, what, let's just say that I'm currently in that situation. Yeah. Let's say that hypothetically, (laughs) what, what would you, what would you, and and here's the thing, right? Like I, I, I'm, I'm asking this because yes, I, I want to hear it, but also I think that it would be helpful for, you know, some listeners, like what would be something that you would, um, offer me, in that situation like what what would your advice be for for somebody like that yeah and i just recently gone through this just because you've conquered it once doesn't mean that it's going to pop up again like your growth is never linear you're going to go through these phases of like yeah i'm the most confident 
I don't know if we can swear on Oh, yeah. We're, I'm the most confident <laughs> motherfucker around. <laughs> like, and then the next week, you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm such a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. And so um, what I've had to do and catch it a lot sooner than later. So you're not crawling out of a deeper hole, mm. for one, because mm-hmm. I didn't understand this for a long time. I didn't always have this positive mindset. A lot of people thought that I did, but my internal dialogue was not yeah. matching my outside world. And so I'm like, what, what do you even mean that I'm positive? It's like, I'm beating myself up every single mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, where are you guys seeing this? So what I've had to learn is keep myself in check a lot sooner so you don't go five years down this rabbit hole because you're either going in one direction or the other. So if you do notice yourself slipping, be drop the ego and be like, no, nah, like I'm slipping, I'm mm-hmm. slipping. Be aware of the negative self. Uh, be real with yourself, yeah, like be, honest. Yeah, be be completely honest. Take accountability. Be like, listen, this event came up and it really made me feel this way. Da da da, and that's what's like causing that. Um, but for me, it was moment by moment creating that trust back in myself in the other direction and that's like literally moment by moment it's not in a big huge event it's saying you know what tomorrow i'm going to get up a little bit earlier i'm going to just eat better Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's baby steps baby steps until you gain that momentum back up Mm, a little less fuckhead today than yesterday right yeah Yeah. very 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 solid advice i want to i want to bring it back to um this idea of being your own hero because we talked a little bit on the way over here i gotta i gotta go pick you up from from salt lake and beautiful beautiful city nobody's ever been there if you've never been to salt lake city you know we were talking earlier about you don't think about going to utah when you're a world traveler it's not some place that you're like oh i gotta go see utah (laughs) but for anybody that's listening you gotta come see utah it's beautiful here Utah's pretty cool. BTW, uh, if you ever go to southern Utah, there's plenty of Europeans and um, and lots of world travelers that got to see southern Utah. So you're wrong. Our, oh, you're wrong. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> well, That's my point. According, according to our, in our world. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so being your own hero, uh, a lot of it I found in my own story is that uh, – I, I like to think that people are better than I am, right? Or that people are, fur, uh, you know, people that are further down this journey have something inside of them that I don't. Right. And I get that a um, lot. Just because I haven't discovered that part of myself yet or I haven't developed that part of myself yet, I want to discredit myself. And so um, I was sharing with you a sponsor that I had um, early on. The guy that got me sober, I mean, the guy fucking spent hours with me just listening to my nonsense my early sobriety insanity you know my thoughts on how much better i could make the program and how if the world just abided by my my agenda it would be utopia right and this guy just walked me through this stuff and later on he ended up he ended up relapsing and he actually ended up dying and i think early because of that relapse i think uh, he never was able to get quite back around, and it left me kind of this empty, uncertain spot where I, I, you know, a couple things that came out of that that was really cool is, and this has happened with my parents as well, right, is one, I, I saw him as this, like, this holier-than-thou person than me that had all the answers that as long as I was close to him, as long as I was close to that person, I was going to be okay, 
Um, I didn't really recognize myself as my own hero at that point of the amount of work that I decided to do. Right. And, and then the other thing was it, it made me like really question whether or not his message was true. Right. And so as we were coming up here, we were talking about putting these, these other people, um, above ourselves. And so when, when we're talking about being our own hero, like what is your experience with like, like equaling yourself to other people or, or becoming, uh, I don't know how to frame that question, but I like there's, there's a thought there. There's, you know, how do we, how do we not put somebody on a pedestal in order to knock us down past our own ability to save ourselves? See, right. what? go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's a good point because I think it really is crucial that we have a right-sized view of ourselves. Right-sized view. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, like I, I'm totally guilty of that, of just thinking that, you know, there's people that are better than me and people that are worse than me, and that kind of mentality just keeps me sick. Um, so yeah, do you have any thoughts or suggestions about that? Yeah, I think we all like, like have gone into that trap of looking at somebody like I've gone through that, like my whole life of like, oh, that girl's prettier than me. That girl's got it going on. What's wrong with me? And then Mm. it's creating that belief system and recycling that negative self doubt. And that's one of the hardest things because as humans, we're naturally going down that negative road unless if we're like highly, highly aware of our internal dialogue. So we'll place ourselves in positions, something as simple as that going on social media and be like, this person's got it all going on. What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure it out? And then it becomes like this, this weakness of, uh, but they're human too. The mm-hmm. only thing that's separating you from having those results are your habits and what you're doing in this moment and realize that they had to take this same journey as you and there's people i know for me i was like geez like i've been through it like i i know all this it's like but they're doing it like what's going on it's like oh you you still gotta like you gotta start looking at yourself as as that Mm -hmm. of who you want to be and take take these things and nuggets from certain people that you like if you don't know who you are then notice the people around you what you like what you don't like and start discovering that and then build your own person what are you attracted to and not placing one person as that image it's like okay what makes me feel like the most myself i know for me it's like driving my motorcycle going on hikes doing Muay Thai because it makes me feel like a badass but I also want to love and trust and so I'm also very compassionate I'm aggressive but I'm also very loving and not one person can carry that same image because it's true to me Mm. and so it's like be like start looking at yourself as that person who you want to show up as and stop thinking that it's that person's got it all figured out good point yeah Yeah. i mean i think that it is important to remember that when we look around at others that we're all just people like we all we all have the same runway you know we all have the same ability and i think a lot of us moreover um a lot of us are capable of a lot more than we think we are yeah um in my case at least i know i'm capable of a lot but 
yeah. fuck, man, sometimes I just don't want to do it. Yeah, that's why yeah. I call you and say you're capable, you're confident, yeah. you're beautiful Stop in your love. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, maybe <laughs> I need you to call me and tell like, me. Stop being a bitch. You're so much better than this. And that's that's the thing is like, okay, call yourself out. But realize that is like, be like, okay, it's like you're not fully showing up right now. Don't do this because you're so much better than this. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. start showing up as that person every single day. And what you'll realize about these people that you look up to is that they're faced with their own struggles. Right. And when you have that in your face, you're like, whoa, like, okay. Yeah. They, they're not God, that they're still human. Mm-hmm. They're also not perfect. And so, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. And then it brings us back on the like, yeah. Like, yeah. And when I get, level. when I get so far the other direction where I'm like, Oh, well, if they can fall, I can fall. Right. And, and it's like you said, the habits that I have in between the highs and the lows that keep me so much, so balanced in between there. Right. Like it's, it's the things that I do on a daily basis that I show up for myself for that show me that I am sincere about this way of life, that regardless of what my head may or may not tell me, that my actions show me that today I am being my own hero because I'm not going back to the self-destructive patterns that I had in my life at one time. You know, I have to remember to give myself time to heal and learn. Uh, I'm not gonna have all of the answers. I'm not gonna know how to budget money after living my entire life of not budgeting money, you know, and, and then coming into a lifestyle where uh, I don't have any money and then getting money and then there's going to be a lot of mistakes, you know, and I'm not going to I'm not going to be perfect at having a healthy lifestyle and how to treat a healthy body after an entire lifetime of, of treating my body unhealthy. And it goes the same way with the spirit and the mind and all that stuff as we start gaining this healthy mindset, this these healthy um uh, these healthy behavior patterns, these healthy habits, we're not going to know how to manage those things perfectly right off the bat. You know, after a period of time, like what Cameron's doing right now is getting up early, uh, learning that there's so many ups and downs that, that you could do the same thing every day, you know, go to the bed at the same time, eat the same meal, wake, you know, have your alarm set, say the same prayer. And one morning you wake up fucking just jazzed and ready to go. And then two days later, you're waking up and going, this is all bullshit. (laughs) Fuck. Fucking sucks. You know, but we do we do the action anyway, because that's really ultimately, I think, what we see in a hero. Right. When we think of a hero for me growing up, Superman was the shit. That was the era that I grew up in. I remember watching the movies and I remember that there was this guy that portrayed himself one way. Right. That he was an average motherfucker that that every day he let people walk on him. He let people fucking use him up, treat him poorly, and he never got angry at it. And then whenever there was a catastrophe, the fucking Superman side of him showed up and he helped regardless of who that person was that needed help. Like like the highest version of himself showed up, went there and did what nobody else could which was take the abuse that the fucking world was dishing out and also save the person that was being harmed, Mm -hmm. right, on a daily basis. And so when when I think about the hero and the hero in my own story, I don't think that there's anything much more noble than a man that's saving his own life. 
And the way that we go about doing that is by doing all the things that we've talked about today, getting honest about where we've been, stopping the old behaviors, continuing to work on the things that we know work, asking for help, being open to that stuff, creating new habits and being able to learn, like being open to learn new ways, let go of the things that don't work, bring in the things that do, listen to other people's experience and then share that stuff with other people and as we walk this path, we'll start noticing a difference in ourselves, the way that we think on a consistent basis, the way that we live, the way that we look, the way that we feel, and the way that we view ourselves in the world around us becomes completely different. Everything becomes a lot more like what we think it should be. Yeah. Right? There's a few things that like you, you mentioned on that are like super important to kind of imprint of like your hero of okay, this, this superhero just took all this abuse, and, but when the time shows up, it still comes in and takes, takes action that needs to be required. And I think that's an important thing to really touch on is like, okay, the people who have hurt you, yeah, they hurt you, but as soon as they need help, what are you going to do? It's like, I know for me, is like, I really wanted that same su- support. So I'm going to give that back regardless if you hurt me because I'm like, I know that that's what I want in return. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest things to do because like you really got to fight with your ego. Well, it's like this person hurt me, this person hurt yeah. me. It's like, no, it's like, I'm stopping this. And that's a lot more respected. And you're going to respect yourself more because you're showing up as mm-hmm. that person. And then another thing that has really helped me on my journey is have something way bigger than yourself. So if working out yeah. seems difficult to have a larger vision for yourself, a larger purpose, a larger mission and make working out seem so small because it's anything's only big or small in comparison to what you're, you're comparing it to. And so if you have something so large that you're going after, geez, that person who calls you up and just cussed you out, ain't nothing (laughs) (laughs) because I'm going here. And in order for me to get there in my lifetime, then all this noise, all the distractions um, are not necessary. If working out is one of it, it's like, I got to show up today if I want to go there. Mm-hmm. So that's what's really helpful. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's what's up. That's great. Yeah. You're my hero, Cameron, just so you know. Good. <laughs> Cameron. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're making yeah. me feel all weird. Yeah, you're worthy. Anyways. No, this has been great. Speaking great. of amazing. Yeah, we uh, we really should share with the audience the story that shocked our world. Like, this is such a great delivery of where you came from and what you went through and, and how you got to where you're at now and the person that you are. So what do you say? Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Without, uh, well, we'll say that anyway. Here's Katie. This week's war story is brought to you by Brainwash Coffee. Brainwash Coffee is a damn good coffee with a damn good cause. 50% of all proceeds go back into the recovery community, which makes it a perfect partner for us here at the Other Side of Hell podcast. With delicious blends like coffee commitment, found a new freedom, we drink a hell of a lot of it here, and it gives us the energy we need to deliver a quality show. Right now, you can get $5 off your coffee purchase at brainwashedcoffeeco.com using promo code OTHERSIDE. Clean your bean. Brainwashed coffee. Now, without further ado, 
here is this week's war story. What's up? I am Katie Lockhart. I am here to share my story of overcoming trauma and abuse. So when I was growing up, my parents split when I was about one years old. My dad was a very religious man and my mother was not. And so going back and forth, I questioned my reality and took tidbits of what I wanted, what I wanted to believe. And so it became a little bit confusing going back and forth. Now, growing up, I felt like love was conditional. It was I had to conform myself into someone else's mold in order to receive acceptance or love. And so it made me feel a lot outside of myself because I was pretending to be somebody else in order to get that love and that nurture. And when I was growing up around the age of 16, Um, because of how the divorce was I spent a lot of my time with my mother and stepfather um, but I didn't really know my father and so I wanted to spend more time with him and not be moving back and forth so much because I never could get a grounding or settling every time that I got up and moved I'd have to switch mindsets or brain like the way that my brain worked because it was two completely different lifestyles. And so I, I was always in this confused, chaotic state. And so I went to go week for week just to be able to get some ground, some normalcy, some structure. That's what I was like craving. But when I went through that process is my parents did the best that they could but because of how should i put this because um my parents made it a little bit more personal to themselves that it created a lot of problems and i started being looked at as the problem child the troublemaker the kid that always like cause chaos in the house because I wanted something different than what they wanted me to do and so I've been cornered and told that I couldn't think for myself that I wasn't enough that I was being bribed but really in my heart this is what I truly wanted and so just because it didn't conform to somebody else's want is I got this huge backlash and I was told that I'd be fixed before coming back into the house. Now, whatever they meant by, whatever this person meant by that is the way that I understood it is that there was something wrong with me and that I needed to fix something within myself in order to be accepted and welcomed into what was supposed to be my home and safety place and so out of anger I felt like I had to be the adult when I was the kid and so it created so much anger and frustration and I didn't know how to properly do that at the time so I did these tantrums but there's something so deep within me to always stand for what was right and what was wrong in my heart. I just didn't know how to properly do that. So 
I did become that troubled child that everyone viewed me as because I had to just like scream it. I had to scream it. Oh, anytime that there was a family event and something that was wrong was being said. And so I'd stand up for myself because I felt like I was being cornered. I always felt like I was being cornered and looked down upon and belittled. I could do the exact same thing, exact same positive action as my siblings, and they would be praised while I was being just shit on. And so it didn't feel like anything that I could do was good enough. And that was the belief system that I started to create at such a young age, is that I would never be loved because I spoke from the heart and what I wanted. I thought for myself, and that was even looked down upon, that I was a free thinker. And that's very intimidating to people that want to control you or conform to you. And it became super confusing for me because I didn't really understand. And so I start questioning myself, questioning my worth, like questioning if I was even allowed to be accepted for who I was. And so I start to create these masks because they, they verbally said that I could, uh, my parents verbally said that they would be there for me. But as soon as I tried to go to them for that comfort, for that love, support, it did the adverse reaction because they spoke with their words, but not with their actions and feelings. And so it made me feel like isolated, like I was alone, that I had to do this alone, and that I had no one to really lean on me. And so that's when I started begin to also not really trust people because the people closest to me didn't even know how to properly be there. And so I, like I said, like I always felt like I had to be fixed. And so I kept on going back to that of trying to better myself, trying to do better actions, but I still was quite irresponsible to be honest, because I was doing it out of validation. So when I got around 19, there was some abuse that happened through high school. I didn't really think much of it because like you just, I don't like for women, especially with what I've been through, I've experienced a lot of like the, the cat calling, the like little like butt grabs or like um, some domestic abuse stuff but I just brushed it off because that was something that like was just something that you dealt with but when I was 19 I was seeking so much love like that's what I craved that's what I craved and so I was in this really vulnerable spot where I didn't value myself I didn't find that I was worthy that I was just seeking seeking this love that I was craving and I ended up around this family that was like when I put myself in that position I became super vulnerable to people that are willing to take advantage and manipulate um and so I ended up around this family and I felt like I couldn't really speak my true self anymore is that 
is that it didn't have power. It didn't have power or no one would listen to me. And so I ended up in a position where some serious domestic abuse happened and I was easily manipulated and blackmailed and I knew it was wrong. I just didn't know how to get out of the situation because I was dealing with everything alone up until this point. And so I didn't know where to turn and it continued to get worse and worse and worse until the point where I was working at, I just started a new job. And so my trainer had asked me and I was hesitant to even open up to him, but eventually I had to tell him what was going on because I had to tell someone because I was so hopeless. I was so hopeless and I didn't know what to do. And I, I felt defeated and I felt like didn't matter what I said or done or anything that no one was willing to listen to me, was willing to help me, was willing to hold my hand through it and guide me and love me even though I know that I was in this position that people only looked down at me for. And so it took a lot to be able to come out and share this with my trainer. And I didn't even realize how bad it actually was, how the situation was, because I was so used to mistreatment. I didn't value myself, so I didn't even recognize how deep of a hole I was actually in. All I knew is that I needed to get out. And so that's where I took my story to um, the, the police station to legally do something about it because it was either that or it would continue to happen. I tried every single way to try to stop the abuse. I tried to say that like if he just stops now then I'll just move on with my life I won't do anything about it I tried using like if this was happening to his family members or his daughters what would he do and he didn't miss a beat he continued on with the abuse and so it made me feel really worthless so powerless because I couldn't do anything I couldn't say anything, do anything in order for it to stop. So I felt like this was the only option. And even then, I didn't feel like it was being taken seriously. I was going home to family and people around me, putting on these masks because no, it felt like no one actually understood. They would try to support me, but it wasn't how I needed to be supported because it, like, it felt like no one understood felt like no one understood and again I was faced alone in this battle and so I put on these masks pretending to be the old Katie meanwhile going to the cop station every other day trying to fight for my life is what it felt like and I was still being harassed threatened for months even after reporting the the abuse and I felt angry with the people around me because the problems seemed so small. Meanwhile, I was dealing with this and not even receiving the love and compassion that I really, really needed at that time or that support. But I realized that no one's coming to fucking save me. I was there on my own. 
and I knew what I needed to do in order to overcome this, in order to make something positive of it because it was either I was going down one way or the other way. There was no in-between anymore. There was either I was going to suffer with what had happened and let it define my life and allow it to suck me down or I would make it the biggest blessing that I possibly could. But first I had to get through the crap. It was going to become harder before it got better. And this is one of the hardest things that I had to go through alone, but it ended up becoming the biggest blessing because it taught me a lot about who I am. And it took a long journey to get there. So after the abuse, I won the case. I didn't feel that I, the the station was taking it serious. So I even took that in my own hands of having to create a binder that was used in the court system. And he got sentenced to almost nearly nine months, uh, nine years. And most cases in my area, maybe if they're lucky, got two years or under. And so that was a major win. And it felt like I had a second chance at life. And that is when family members started to actually believe that like, oh crap, something actually did happen to Katie. She's not just a troubled child that got herself in this position because I was the one being blamed. I was the one being shamed. And I felt that. I felt that. I took it all on myself. This is where deep, deep negative self-talk really began because I blame myself for something that was completely out of my control, even though I was doing everything to save my life. And so this is where even deeper mass came on because I didn't want anyone to label me as the victim, the troubled child, or Katie's the baggage, or that I'm the basket case. And so I did all these action steps to make it seem like my life was okay, that Katie was doing okay, um, which internally I was suffering. Internally, I was so disconnected to who I was because I was doing it out of hatred for myself. I did it because I hated the position I was in. And so I pretended like I was doing everything so, so good in life when internally I was so alone. I was so alone. And so I started to cope wrong, but I was able to catch myself and realize that years down that it was going to lead to something that I really didn't want. And so I got obsessed with personal development and down that route where I didn't quite understand it. All I knew is that it made me feel better and there was something right about it, even though I didn't fully understand. And so Again, I fell into the same route of studying it, but not really applying a lot of it and felt like a better person just because I was studying it. I had a lot of head knowledge about it. And so I became even more frustrated, more confused because I was doing all these positive actions, but internally nothing was changing. I was still suffering. I was still in pain. I was still alone. And I still wasn't like feeling the love and acceptance that 
I still craved. And so after years of what felt like just walking into a brick wall, walking into a brick wall, I, I found um, a mentor, Wes. And there's something about his delivery that I knew that I needed. It scared the crap out of me because I knew that I'd have to go deep within and take the action steps to become the person that I knew I always was screaming to get out. But it also meant that I had to take a lot of ownership, a lot of responsibility, become more disciplined and someone that I would be really proud of. And that was even a scary thought for me because I hid in dark, dark places for so long and got so good at lying to myself that I knew he was going to help me become so honest with myself, but it was exactly what I needed. It was exactly what I needed to come back to reconnect with who I've always been inside, which is this bad ass woman that takes challenges with a smile on her face and able to overcome anything that comes in her way and is proud of the person who she became. And so that is what he's really helped me do is not just portray this lifestyle that everyone wants to put on this fake facade of whatever it is whether it's the fake eyelashes this fake life this fake action and he's actually helped me become it by living it by feeling it by knowing it internally and that is something that no one can take from you and you are able to handle whatever life comes in your way the thing is life is not going to be easy and it can either happen to you or you can create one badass motherfucker because of everything you've been through and it's only you that gets to define that nobody else and you do that with your habits you do that with the person who you choose to become in your life so you can either fall back on that trauma of what happen to you to go towards what is easy and making an excuse or you can choose that it becomes your biggest blessing and the most badass story that you can possibly make and just know that life is not going to be easy no matter what so you might as well return to who you've always been and live it with internal freedom internal peace internal ease because you know that you've been able to tackle it you know that you're able to handle whatever comes in your way so i'm sharing my story now because i've promised in my victim impact statement when i was going through the domestic abuse that as soon as i healed myself that i would share it with others that are struggling with the same pain and i kept that promise it's just taken a journey to get there. But here I am wanting to share with you that if you're in a dark place right now, you are able to get through it. You are able to create whatever life that you truly want to live. Don't let it be weights on you, but allow it to be a tool. Allow it to 
be something that you are able to carry with pride with like just proud that you've been through hell and back and you still got up so that is why i am here this is why i am sharing my story to let you know that it's possible for me then it's possible for you too so if you want to follow me on more about my story and how I can help you, then you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at K, the letter T, L O C K H A R T 8. And that's my TikTok and Instagram. And you can also find me on YouTube where I share in more content on Survive and Thrive with Katie Lockhart. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Good story. We'll definitely be following you. I think a lot of other people will be too. So thanks for your passion and, you know, just your transparency on that. It's so fucking awesome to see. It is so moving. Yeah. And I think really like I want to, I want to just express, you know, to our audience and um, that this show is about, you know, overcoming um, diversity um, and there's so many parallels that we can draw, um, between what you went through as, as somebody who, you know, has survived and is now thriving, um, after trauma and somebody who, you know, is recovering from drugs and alcohol. Um, either way, you're, you're likely going to have to, um, go through this journey of personal development in order to, um, better who you are to steer clear of those things that drag us down, right? Um, So your story was amazing, um, not only because your delivery um, was very passionate and just beautiful, but just because on this show, it's not something that we get to talk about all the time. Um, So thank you, thank you so much for bringing that to us and and for being here, It's it's been pretty great. Let's talk about, you know, I, I think the fact that you are here is uh, is another thing that's worth discussing. Like, Katie, tell us a little bit about like what the journey has been like, even in just the last couple weeks, and how you ended up in Utah when we happened to be filming um, your episode, and what what led you to this seat. Okay, so it's been an interesting journey. So um, everything that I've I've faced with domestic abuse, I lost my job due to the vaccine mandates to creating this business, business, as well as struggling with my health. I knew that there was something valuable here. And so there's a stronger message that I was like, I just need to get this out to the world because there came a certain point where I've been able to overcome so much that I was like, I gotta give it because something in my soul just like was so painful and causing so much pain unless if I shared it. And so that's why I created this business, got a mentor and um, Bejo's Koolian and Wes Watson were putting on an event in California. And for some reason I was just like, I just gotta be there. And so I just made a decision. I was like, okay, book the VIP um ticket and i was like i'm gonna uh, i'll figure it out i'll figure it out and it gave me this drive and passion to just be able to make the journey that i did if i knew that journey beforehand i wouldn't have been here because it's been (laughs) freaking wild but i i like drove from it was just taking step by step and facing the fears um not really getting hung up on how i was going to get there 
but just taking action steps to get there. So one foot in front of the other, got in my car. It's like, okay, next step, just get to the border, got to the border, got through. And then from there, it's like that ended up a lot easier than expected. So I had a few days. And so I slept in my car for about three or four days. Then from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to book a f- flight to California. Um, not knowing if I could even board a plane, but I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I, I don't know unless if I do it, like that's, that's the thing that like has really kept on moving this momentum of, I don't know, but I won't know unless if I try. And so got a flight to California. I didn't have anything booked because I didn't know if I would be able to get there. Right. And so got a hostel, stayed in some like weird spots. Um, um, but to have the trust with myself that I was like, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, meant, uh, um, I met my mentor, Wes Watson, and he's like provided this like really powerful force um, and light under me to be able to take action, like large action, because that's one thing that I was missing is that um, deep honesty, brutal honesty and drive to do better um, because I was too soft and passive. So I needed that message to really light that fire up under my butt. And so met him, then another one of the community uh, people that were going to the event. Uh, and he, I don't know if I can mention his name. We'll beep it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he picked me up and we went to Costa Mesa, went to the event, and I opened this up for opportunities and networking um i was just like i'm going all in my life i'm not i'm not settling is settling for less than who i'm meant to be because there's so much pain on the other side of not fulfilling this message for other people that my body was not allowing me to get away with this because it felt like i was dying inside Mm. and so it caused so much pain that i was like i have no other option but to go all in on this on my life um in my life for other people and that's the thing if it was for me i like if i was doing it for me i'd still be stock trading and living the life that like i kind of want it's like but there was a deeper meaning behind this and so i met some two wonderful ladies that presented the um opportunities in idaho and um other canadians were being um threatened with arrest and charges and so i was like okay I guess this is where my journey is leading me and I'm just going to go with it because like, what do you have to fricking lose? Mm. And so I was sitting there at the hotel after the event was over with my bags there. Yeah. And with the bags there and this guy came over and he, he gave me a helping hand with no attachment, no nothing other than he just wanted to help. And I'm so grateful for him because he's what like gave me that little, space to be able to keep on moving on this journey and then so i was like okay screw it um i met up with some other people before i booked the flight and knew more um from the community that wes and bejos has has built for us so um without them i wouldn't have had those opportunities as well and then from there (laughs) i um said screw it going to idaho flew to idaho again beautiful people from the event opened their homes to me like just took me in and I was actually overwhelmed with how much love and support people were because I've never had that 
strong of support in my entire life so it actually took me back a little bit of like holy smokes like these people aren't questioning me they aren't questioning my worth they're not questioning anything they actually fully believe in me and want to support me whereas like I was like what what's like what's going on and so met a bunch of people and I um, was doing a follow-up podcast uh, with Taylor which we recorded the first one at the event in the hotel room and so I was like screw it going to Utah to do this in person I'm too close now not to make it happen so I um, uh, hopped in a car with some people that I met made it to Utah you recorded the podcast and then you guys messaged me I'm like no freaking way <laughs> yeah. that's amazing man like it feels like all that in between when we first talked and now yeah yeah it's awesome yeah it's been because I remember when we first talked you were you were in that three-day period where you just crossed the just border. crossed the border yeah like so. literally yeah I feel like I've, I've just lived like lifetimes since yeah. then <laughs> yeah I bet from I, I think you pulled over after the border and talked to us not we didn't get your story then but we yeah. hopped on zoom together yeah and that's when I was like living in my car for yeah. like three days like hardly even showered got from a sweaty hike and like was just and then from there to like just in a few weeks have been like mass it's been like a lifetime what's funny is i remember on that phone call i said or if you happen to be here in utah we'd love to have you in the studio and no like never expecting that that would actually you know be a thing but here here you are yeah that's amazing it's amazing what the universe does when you just step forward into what your heart pulls action yeah Mm. Yeah. beautifully said yeah we said i know that we're supposed to uh be our own heroes but you're in a way a little bit of my hero proud of you yeah i'm really proud of you (laughs) it's been amazing to see you know to hear from your war story um you know where you were at and then like where you're at today and we've we've had the opportunity you know not only on um you know as we as we're recording um, but behind the scenes to, to really talk to you and get to know you. And it's, it's um, been amazing to see just uh, where your journey has taken you, like both physically and emotionally. Um, so thank you so much for being here. And, and we hope that we get to keep in touch with you and, and that uh, if you're ever in Utah again. Oh, there's going to be some follow-up podcasts yeah. Yeah. for sure, I think. Yeah. And like, I just want to express my like level of gratitude for you guys for even opening this platform to be able to share a story because without that, it's like there's going to be a lot uh, lost hidden stories in there that maybe somebody can gain g- value from of just like speaking about these things that aren't often talked about or maybe people don't have these support systems that maybe they can be like... Holy fuck, like if she could do it, then yeah. like somebody else too. And I think that's the deeper message is that if any of us can do this and move forward, then we all have a gift. We all we all have a purpose. It's up to you to step forward in that and take the action towards that. For sure. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. This is awesome. I feel good. I feel good now. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think, man? Yeah. Some time to get out of here. and Yeah, let's wrap it. I almost don't want to. Yeah. Should we just keep talking for a minute? No. Anyway, so tell me about like fifth grade uh, <laughs> spelling bee. 
Just kidding. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I failed. I was like, I'm pretty sure I was like, I was like, uh, let's um, ask Willie. Willie, fifth grade spelling bee. I crushed it. <laughs> Did you? Anything, anything after? Well, maybe it was third grade. Anything after third grade, I just went downhill. Oh, well. No, thanks for coming out, Katie. Yeah. This is awesome, Cameron. As yeah. always, okay. Do better, Jordan. Okay. Yep. Thank you, sir. You're amazing. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, thanks, audience for watching. Ryland, you guys are amazing. Thank you. What's going on with Ryland? And just you, you, you can do it. You can do it. Tell them one more time because I think they need to hear it. Just do it. Not featured by Nike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do it. Uh, With that, uh, we'll see you on the other side. Remember, you are worth the work. Signature sign off. (laughs) (laughs) that's usually how it goes (laughs) the other side of hell is a do-it-yourself podcast for more information recovery resources and contact info check out our website at theothersideofhellpodcast.com you can help us spread our message by liking and subscribing giving us a follow or a five-star rating